Welcome to Tennis Podcast. I am your host, Nick Amell. This is the show where we cover top tennis lists. Every week, either myself or my sidekick host bring a top 10 list. The other person doesn't know what that list is ahead of time and tries to guess items 1 through 10 of that list in real time, live with you, the beautiful folks at home. Today, I'm joined by my new guest sidekick host, Brad Choma from Doomsday, history's most dangerous podcast. Brad, how are you doing? I'm good. Brad is the host of Doomsday, like I said. Uh, it's a history lesson that disguises itself as a horror story. Brad, I sincerely am a fan of this podcast. I just finished the elephant disaster. Yeah, the episode today. The saddest episode. Why don't you uh, give the listeners like a 30-second overview about your show? Sure. Uh, like you said, basically, it is a history podcast, but it is retelling disasters from throughout history that have been largely forgotten or are just insane. Can confirm. <laughs> the thing I love about your show is you can tell how much work you put into it. It's got sound effects and music and your sweet, sultry, sensual voice layered over a really interesting, usually, at least in my case, pretty unheard of disaster. Um, and I was just telling you, I finished the Elephant Stampede of 1977 today. It's the little things, Brad, because it's not just the stampede itself with all the um, violence and gore and blood that comes with it and death, but also just like learning about elephants. Yeah, right. <laughs> like learning about like the size of their ears and like all the different like little tidbits like that that I really appreciate. So you do a great job on your show. Thank you. Thank you. And I've always thought you guys are great, too. So it's a real pleasure to be here. Wait, hang on. Did you misspeak? You thought we're great? Is that? Did you mean to say that? I'm not talking about production <laughs> values. I just really like listening to you guys. Great. Well, Brad, today I'm excited because this episode we're about to record will be the first list I've guessed since uh, Brandon was on. Every episode I've done since we've been back has been my list, so I am very interested to know what list you brought for me today to guess. All right, I wasn't going to try to make you guess anything really obscure or weird, so what I have done is I have put together a list with help from the fine folks at FEMA of the top 10-ish, most disaster-prone American states. Okay, okay. And you said 10-ish, does that mean there's more or less there's than 10? There's 25, yeah, there's okay. 25. <laughs> gotcha. Well, there's 50 states, to be, to be fair. Yeah, but you know what? You just asked me to do this, and I wasn't going to learn every detail about everything that ever happened in every state there was, so... I thought you were dedicated to this, Brad. Or should, do I need to find a new sidekick host, or are you going to be up for this? I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> okay, so tell me a little bit about the list. Like, how is the list uh, made? How's it made? Yeah. So, basically, call it 19... Yeah, 1953. Back in 1953 was effectively when they started really keeping track of disasters. Uh, natural disasters, I should say. Sure. So I was able to use that data to figure out, uh, um, they kind of did a lot of the work for me, but breaks them down by the number of major disasters recorded. And so it's kind of a funny thing. So if a state has been flooded 75 times, but the state beside it has been nuked once, you would think, okay, well, clearly the state that got nuked is obviously number one on the list, but it's not necessarily true. It all comes down uh -huh. to aggregate body count. Okay. So I didn't want you to be guessing things like, hey, what was the worst hurricane of all time? But I do want you to be thinking about, okay, who's absorbed the most hurricanes over the last, call it, 60-something years? Okay, so that's a good clarification. So it's not necessarily the size or scope of any one like famous disaster, but it's the mm -hmm. aggregate over time. That's right. One last question before I start guessing. Is this, did you say this is since 1953? That's right. That when this, okay. Okay, and these are natural disasters. They're only natural disasters. Yeah. Okay. So I was I looking at your home state, and you know what? You have a lot of non-natural disasters that are, they're a hoot, but, <laughs> right? So I have to cut all that out. So I'm, I'm yeah. taking all the things that normally interest me, and I'm just throwing them in the garbage. Interesting. Okay. Well, why don't we start with my home state then? Oklahoma, I know uh, people know it for its tornadoes, but it also has a lot of, well, probably non-deadly, but... Uh, might not make a difference on this list, but it has a lot of earthquakes as well. Okay, so here's a question for you. Where do you think on the list Oklahoma would sit? Okay. You're 28th by population, yeah. and you're 20th for size. Listen to you. Right? Walking encyclopedia, this guy. I will tell you that you are, near, you are in the top 10. You are handily inside the top 10. I'll say I'm, we're six. Oklahoma's number six. Oklahoma is number three. I knew it. 
Congratulations. You have had 210 major recorded disasters since 1953. Wow. Say that number again. How many? Uh, 210. 210 disasters. Wow. Okay. And, and, so tell me how many of these ring a bell. So your uh -huh. favorite disasters statewide would be tornadoes, wildfires, this isn't in order, floods, blizzards, ice storms, and dust bowls. Ah, uh, dust bowls. But have, we haven't had a dust bowl since 1953, though, have we? No, but, wait, hold on. Actually, your original dust bowl was, no, that was in the 30s. Yeah. Don't you feel like another one would be coming on anytime? Oh, sure, of course. I'm just expecting the worst at all times, for sure. Good. That's a great attitude. Yeah. <laughs> you could be my guest host. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, just say when. But yeah, Oklahoma has a lot of tornadoes. I'm going to guess that's the bulk of the big ones. So, okay, so there's a good question for you. You're, do you believe that tornadoes would be the worst of all the available disasters? The reason we all know you guys so well? The way you're phrasing that question makes me second guess. But yes, I want to say Oklahoma's, I'll tell you this, no one in America ever cares, hears about, talks about Oklahoma unless it's like when I talk to people that aren't from here, they'll either say they don't know where it is on a map, they think everyone's a cowboy, or tornadoes. So like tornadoes are one of the thing, one of our calling cards. So yes, tornadoes are bad here. Apparently. Bingo. Yeah. As far as tornadoes go, you have the second most tornadoes of any American state. Hmm. I recently did that episode on the tri-state tornado. Yeah. In my research for that, I uncovered so many crazy, crazy, crazy tornadoes. So the idea of the show is always to uncover something interesting about a disaster, something that people wouldn't have realized, something that could uh, potentially help you save your own life. And your state has a ridiculous number of overlapping tornadoes, meaning if you take the odds of you being, I don't know, thrown into a situation with a tornado in your neighborhood, the odds of that then happening repeatedly and sometimes on the same day, there are towns in your state that have been hit by the most unlikely F5 tornadoes multiple times. It's crazy. Year after year. Once was twice on the same day. Destroyed in the morning and then a second one came the afternoon and just finished the job. Yeah. It's nuts, but it's not the worst thing that ever happened in your state. Well, I'm trying to think of natural disasters. What could be mm -hmm. worse than a wildfire? I know we had bad wildfires at one point. You do really love your wildfires. Yeah, <laughs> you, you are a very, very dry state. I don't state. know if I'd put you... it that way, but yes, we have a lot of wildfires. <laughs> but you know what? Of all the states, you guys are actually one of the best for wildfires. And I don't just mean that in like, congratulations, you lose a lot of land. You do have like over a thousand a year. Huh. But if you lost like, call it 700,000 acres to fire, you guys do control burns on 8 million acres in that same time. So really, you, you got your, your state should just be a Roman candle going off constantly, but you guys are so on it that you actually, you know, this stands out against any other state. You guys actually are proactive about preventing a disaster. It's wild. Well, that uh, wild wildfires. It's good that we can get something right. Oklahoma, that is. So what, what's, hey. the, what's the worst thing that's happened in Oklahoma disaster-wise? You're never going to guess. It's a blizzard. A blizzard. Was it in like 2007-ish? Yeah. You wish. It was in 1888. Oh. The Great Blizzard of 1888. Okay. So I forgive you if you didn't remember that. And I, I but I don't forgive the, uh, I don't forgive the school system for not teaching you about that. But yeah, 200 people were killed in a single blizzard in Oklahoma. Wow. Yeah. Well, our school system didn't teach us a lot of things. Like, for example, I'd never heard of the Tulsa race riots until I was an adult. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. 1888, blizzard killed 200 people in Oklahoma. See, that's the th one thing about Oklahoma is we have all four seasons and we get snow usually every year, but every couple of years, the snow gets really bad and Oklahoma's never fucking prepared for it ever. And so shit, like, you know, there's cities, plenty of cities and states, uh, you know, Minnesota and Colorado that get a ton more snow than us. And you don't have these deaths like you do in Oklahoma because we're just mm -hmm. not prepared for it. Eh, I don't know. Well, you're prepared for fire, so. <laughs> so let's put some of that energy toward the, <laughs> the blizzards. <laughs> so, yeah. drum roll. Where else do we want to go? Okay, so you said that Oklahoma is the second most for tornadoes, I think. Yep. So I'm going to say that the number one state for tornadoes is Kansas, maybe. Do you want more time? Is that your final answer? I'm going to guess Kansas is in the second. Uh, I'm going to guess Kansas is between 10 and 20. Yeah. So let's say 14. 
<laughs> You're not bad. It's actually 18th. Okay, see, I've been doing this a while, Brad. <laughs> Kansas has had 79 natural disasters nice. uh, recorded since 1953. Fucking Kansas. You and your disasters, Kansas. In fact, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Kansas, even though they're not in the top 10, so I'll be really quick. Do it. They love severe storms, floods, tornadoes, landslides, and winter storms. And, once again, you were pretty close. The deadliest thing that ever happened there was a tornado. Tornado. Back in 1955, and it killed 80 people. You know, I lived in Kansas, too, before Oklahoma. If you had lived there before the 50s, and this is an interesting thing about your country, you could have died in a tornado, and you wouldn't have even known about it, because public policy was not to report on tornadoes. Why? Like, not to scare people? It's exactly, not to scare people. So and it turns so really long story short, if I said, oh, hey, guess what? Kansas is a tornado-soaked hellhole. People won't want to move there. Developers won't want to move there. Businesses won't want to move there. So they actually made a thing saying, you know what? There's no sense panicking people. In fact, we think that panicking people will do more damage than an actual tornado. Yeah. <laughs> panicking people will do as much damage as a building being fucking ripped from its roots and thrown across the, the highway. Brad, does that mean that like even local newspapers couldn't report on a tornado in the, in the town? Yeah, they called it career suicide. Wow. They would give them these flighty names like, uh, you know, an, an overactive weather system or something. Do you know when this stopped? This policy? I believe it stopped in 1950. I forget. <laughs> well, still. <laughs> I'm going to say 1953. Relatively recently when you're looking at American history. And that's, Hell yes. Yeah, that's, wow. That's wacky, right? It just kind of blew my mind a little bit. Because like how, a tornado is something that, you know, depending on the size of the town, dozens or hundreds or thousands of people see. And the, like they see it in the sky and there's damage. The buildings are all torn up and people are dead and you can't say anything about it. I just, I get it, I guess, but. Yeah, you just got to just kick back and wait and just watch as you're, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> you wait for the tornado by uh, having your roof ripped off and yeah. just watching it fly by. You know, there's a tornado, not from the local news uh, or from the newspaper, but from your granny just being taken from your house and <laughs> taking a ride in a tornado. Okay, so you haven't heard my tornado episode yet. I did a tornado episode on the Tri-State Tornado, and there are so many people who are picked up and thrown miles and miles and miles away. I mean, they all die terribly, but... <laughs> sure. It probably was... You know, look, I don't want to be insensitive, but it could have been fun for a few minutes. Yeah, if somebody's grandmother crashes through your kitchen window and her last words are tornado, and she's able to point a shaky finger before she passes, then uh, <laughs> that's one way to get news. I have to think, Brad, in all of human history and all the tornadoes that have come and gone, somebody's grandma has flown through somebody's roof as a result of a tornado. I have to believe that's happened. In, this tor in that tornado, there was, a, uh, there was a cow that was thrown into a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> right? So these things happen. Yeah. This is like, yeah, this is like a movie or sitcom idea, like all the ways tornadoes. Yeah, we gotta, yeah. We gotta hash out some uh, beef jokes. <laughs> Delivery. So Kansas is outside the top 10. Let me try to give you one in the top 10. Good luck. Go ahead. I think I know what number one is, so I'll save it. So why don't I do Florida is in the Ooh. top 10. Florida is in the top 10. Where do you think it is? Two. Two? What? Mm. <laughs> Sorry, that was really uncalled for, but no, it's not two. <laughs> That's the most animated you've been so far. <laughs> so judgmental. <laughs> okay, so it's not two is, I, is the context clue I'm taking from you. I was thinking it'd be high because of um, hurricanes and shit, but... Okay, I'll guess seven. Nope. Nine. Close. You know what? It's five. Five. Okay. Number five is not that far off from number two, Brad. Could have given me a little slack there. I could have. I just didn't. True. So Florida loves its wildfires. Florida is number two for hurricanes. Yeah. Which is actually, you know what? Uh, and I figured this out a while ago, the last time I was in Florida. If you t went and visited the lowest point in Florida and the highest mountain in Florida, You've basically climbed like 345 feet across the entire state. It's super flat. Wow. There's nowhere you're there that's further than like 60 miles from the ocean. So it works so well for hurricanes and tidal waves and all this kind of stuff. That's an interesting stat. What yeah. do you think is the worst disaster, though? One second. How many disasters there? Ooh, good question. 160. 160. 
Okay, and your question was the worst disaster? It's got to be a hurricane. Hurricane! Bing! Yeah. Yeah. How come you don't have a bell? Probably for a good reason. Yeah, probably because nobody wants to hear the bell. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, so Florida, they love their hurricanes, huh? They do. Actually, the funny thing is, because of the way it's situated, I should uh, tell your audience I'm Canadian. To Canadians and the rest of the world, Florida looks like America's dong. And it's just hanging there in the ocean. Yeah. Just sort of uh, just the tipping it into the Caribbean. Yeah. Well, they are the dong, for sure. And because of that, they get hit by 40% of every hurricane that hits America. 40% of every hurricane that hits America ends up in Florida as well. Yeah. Yeah. And because reasons, the trend seems to be that the hurricanes are multiplying and becoming stronger. You're one of those liberal leftists, aren't you, with your agendas? I'm not saying anything. That could have been anything. That could have been anything. The thing about Florida is it's just a matter of time until until it's underwater. It's on borrowed time. I cannot wait for Florida man sea people stories. (laughs) people you know they are going to evolve into into amphibious they're not going anywhere (laughs) they are not going anywhere you'll have spanish sea people down by the bottom you'll have i don't even know what in the middle snowbirds and whatnot (laughs) (laughs) i love the idea of florida citizens not just dying and drowning underwater but but thriving and adapting and evolving into a whole new species of water breathing man it's all they need it's what they really needed this whole time (laughs) No one understands them anyway, so what the hell do they care? It's great. This is good content we're given here. Mm, good. <laughs> so where do you want to go now? It's your country. Okay, hurricanes. I have to think if Florida's... I think you said it was number two for hurricane, right? That is correct. I have to think Louisiana is number one. No. Uh, is Louisiana in the top ten? No. Brad. What? I love gasping. Are you making things up? No, I am not. I promise you, I am not. Okay. Texas. Hmm. One thing about Texas is I don't even know what disasters would be there. I know they get some hurricanes, but it's just so big land-wise that you'd think it's just going to get more disasters. Yeah, well, that makes a lot of sense. It's the second largest state by area. Yeah. Um, What's bigger, Alaska? Alaska. Yeah. That's right. I'll tell you what they get, and then you guess where they sit on the list. Sure. So the wildfires... Hurricanes, floods, severe storms, tornadoes, extreme heat, drought, landslides, earthquakes, and winter storms. That's a lot. Well, it's a big place. I mean, f- number four? Oof. Two? I thought you were good at this. Well, better. <laughs> One? There you go. Bing! I, I couldn't have it. given you a better hint. I knew it. Texas, it is the most disaster-prone state in the entire country. It has had 360 disasters. Wow. Oklahoma's number three with 210. Right, yeah. Texas has, what is that? Not quite, you know, almost double. That's a lot. Yeah, some, some number, exactly. That's right. <laughs> some number. <laughs> Brad, I'm not sure if I'm going to invite you back on this show. <laughs> oh, damn it. Making me look bad over here. All right, tell me about Texas. The worst thing that has ever happened in Texas was a hurricane. Do you know the story of the Galveston hurricane of 1900? Uh, Probably, but I'll let you explain it to the folks at home, just in case. Damn it, I was hoping you would know more about this than I would. What I will say about the Galveston hurricane, it is not only the worst hurricane to ever hit America, it's one of the worst things to ever hit America. Really? It killed 12,000 people. No shit. This single event killed more people than every other hurricane put together since since 1900 so the last 122 years yeah take every other hurricane if they had justice league together or voltron into something terrible it wouldn't they couldn't even touch it now that's a scary thought but why that's a crazy thought what was it about this hurricane that made it so bad just the size of it what i'm trying to remember is the reason and yes it was the size and the power and it was something about the reporting back in 1900 but i want to say a lot of people were just like look and ran to the ocean and uh <laughs> yeah they didn't know <laughs> But good thing this hurricane didn't happen in Kansas or else 12,000 people are dead and entire communities are destroyed, but nothing to see here. Just put a for sale sign on the whole thing. (laughs) So I don't think I'd heard that before about this hurricane. Uh, So that's, that's crazy. But you know, it has something to do with, you said Florida is America's winky. And I'm going to tell you that Texas is for sure America's asshole. 
I've only been there one time and I was only in Fort Worth and I was only passing through, so I can barely say that I've been to Texas, but I didn't get a vibe that way yet. Not yet. Wait till I go back. You'll get the vibe. I could sniff an a-hole in any one of your states. <laughs> I'm sure I could find one in Texas. <laughs> the whole thing's just one giant a-hole. Maybe. And that's coming from me who lives in a different part of the a-hole, different a-hole state. Well, I don't want to. I want to show some love for Texas because they, uh, apparently they really love the show. So thank you, Texas. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm not sorry. Okay, so that's Texas. All right, so I have one. And nicely done, by the way. You've got it. You've got three out of the top ten so far. Yeah. Why don't you recap that real quick for us? Absolutely. So what Nick's been able to figure out. Number one, Texas with 360 disasters. Oklahoma, number three, with 210 disasters. And Florida, number five, with 160 disasters. All kind of southern states. Yeah, there's that. Before Texas, my guess for number one, I'm going to now guess is number two, and that's California. Very, very good. I knew it. California has had 336 disasters since 1953. Wow. It's the earthquakes. See, and it's funny. You guess Texas based on the criteria that it's the largest by landmass, so it could probably suck up the most danger. Mm -hmm. California is the second largest state, second most prone, right? Yeah. I live there too. You did live in California? Mm -hmm. That's where I'm I was born there. Jesus God, you get around. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm told. So when you think of California, there were nine things that they get regularly. Wow. How many can you guess? All right, let's do it. Earthquakes, mm -hmm. wildfires. I'm going to think those are the big two. Mm -hmm. They don't get hurricanes, although maybe they've had a hurricane. I don't know. They've had some kind of fluke storm, uh -huh. but I don't think it really counted as a hurricane. Okay. So I had two there. <laughs> and you've, you got the top two. You did good. Man, they, so they don't get tornadoes. Actually, they can get tornadoes. Really? They don't? They don't get tornadoes. They really, really don't. But they can. Every state in the Union has had tornadoes before. Really? Even in winter, which is something that I didn't know about, you can have tornadoes in winter, and apparently they're faster than summer ones. Well, that, okay. Can, what about, I know California doesn't get snow regularly, but has there been a snowstorm that killed people? Weren't you born in California? Are you... <laughs> Brad? Yes. I was born in California. Mm. Mm-hmm. Kind of a long, tall state, isn't it? Yeah. Ever been to the north? Once or twice. So You what? never notice that it's all mountains and forests and snowstorms? So, oh, they do get snow in the north. You're fucking right. Hell Jesus, yes. I'm an idiot. There you go. So I'm from Southern California, so I never think about the top half, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's your ugly neighbors up north. I get that. <laughs> yeah, you would know something about being an ugly neighbor up north, wouldn't you? Oh, I just got that. It's really stingy. Yeah, California is obviously known for uh, earthquakes, but actually fires, they're not the, the worst thing that happens, but they are the most common by a long shot. Mm -hmm. California loves fire. Again, I, I don't want to point fingers, but my understanding as a foreigner is this has something to do with improper raking practices. They're just not taking an interest in raking their forests. <laughs> is this a dig at Trump? <laughs> Who? Okay. <laughs> no, these are things that I hear uh, on the radio and whatnot. Because I think, I think he did. I know you're doing Trump. He said something about. Ooh. <laughs> I got to find the quote now, but yeah, he said something about raking forest. They just forests. need to do better raking forest. I'm gonna re I'm gonna find this quote. The funny thing is, what I do know is, it's not. I mean, yeah, okay, great, rake your forests. That sounds like fun. But most of the forests, most of the fires that happen, uh, and this is, this is what makes California kind of interesting too. I'm going to spoil something here. Sure. In most every state that suffers from wildfires, the outstanding majority of those fires are caused by tossed cigarettes, arson, mm. ignored campfires, just humans doing what humans do. Yeah. In California, their fires are mostly started by a company called Pacific Gas and Electric. And they run power lines all over the place, and they don't take care of their power lines. And so these power lines are constantly setting off wildfires. Oh. Their fix for it is not to go out and explore and replace these wires. It's, oh, it's really dry in, like, Butte County right now. Let's just turn the power off. And so that's what they've been doing to prevent fires, is just shutting off people's power. This is real? This Wait. is a thing that happens to people. In California? <laughs> in California. They just turn off power for... However many days? Yeah. Yeah, rolling blackouts. See, when we first started the show, or maybe it might have been before we hit record, but you were saying that you are 
excited to have me talk about how shitty my country is. <laughs> you know, you, I'm starting to think there was something to that. It's just such a weird thing. Like, if you, yeah. if you knew student arsonists were the number one danger to your community, and your solution is, listen, show me how you flick a lighter, and they do it, and they say, okay, what I need you to do is just do that slower. <laughs> just less often, that's all. <laughs> Half an hour a day, six strikes per minute. If we can do that, we've got to feel pretty good. Yeah. That's kind of the approach that's being taken here. Yeah. What's interesting is you told me about Oklahoma. I didn't know about that. Oklahoma is so proactive with their wildfire mm -hmm. prevention. But California has got so much more land that's And that's, that's, uh, that's what happens a lot in a lot of different states. And this is kind of a clue. Uh, in a lot of different states that suffer from wildfires, a lot of it has to do with topography. So if you have a lot of valleys and mountainous areas, that's a lot of places where um, I almost called it rubbish, but really what I mean is detritus? What do you call dead plants in America? Uh... <laughs> Rakeables? Whatever you want to call it, it builds up and then you get lightning strikes and it sets it off or you get uh, school kids coming by and they're obviously just fireworking off into, off into these valleys and starting these fires. Mm -hmm. But that's why mountainous areas, these, these rougher areas, have a much, much worse time, both in the causes, getting into these things and, and trying to fight them. Yeah, and uh, did you call the dead <laughs> rakeables before? Also, was it last year, maybe the year before, that they traced a wildfire in California back to a couple that gave or did a um, gender reveal party mm -hmm. with, I think, I want to say like fireworks or something like that, that set off the fires and they got charged and like sent to prison. Or at least I didn't follow the case past that. I don't know if they're out of prison or what, but they were at least facing prison for that. Yeah, I know it's kind of state to state and here in Canada, it's province to province. But when you are the direct cause of a fire that ends up, you'd be amazed how expensive it is to actually fight a wildfire. Mm -hmm. If you're found out to be the cause, you can go to jail or you can pay. And so what'll happen in some states is they'll say, well, listen, and I think that's the story that you're talking about. They say, well, you caused $1.8 billion in damages. Oh so God. we're going to dock your checks and just hope that you live to a million. So it's, it's punitive, doesn't really do anything, you know, take $200 off a check every month, but it's, it's the kind of thing like we're just punishing you and we're making a show. We're going to mm -hmm. use you for the theater of saying like, yep, this is obviously what happens to people who uh, ignorantly start fires and then walk away yeah. from them. But imagine like the high of doing a gender reveal party. And yeah, it was ill-advised and like they shouldn't have done it. But then like going from that to, oh, I'm responsible for billions of dollars in damage and lost lives. Yeah. It's just, yeah, that's a heavy thing. And for such a hacky reason, I, I remember right. now the story that you're talking about. And specifically, I believe the way it was revealed was that they had put uh, fuel in a giant circle <sighs> and they lit that on fire. And what they were doing was they were going to put the cross at the bottom or the arrow jutting diagonally out of the top to reveal like, oh, it's a boy or a girl based on the symbol. But the arrow going off the top was pointing right into a forest. And it was just like, oh, come on, man, just yeah. think it through. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those. It's one of those things too, where like they were irresponsible and they should be held to some standard. But I don't know, like it seems like a, a mistake that could have happened to a lot of people. I don't know. I think they should be pushed out of helicopters with uh, survival gear and, and made to fight the fires themselves. Yeah. You know, I think Learn I, think I read that they were doing that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay. So that was California. California. You've got the top three already. Yeah. Texas, California, and Oklahoma. Who's number four? So staying on the path of large states with lots of land that is just craving disaster. Mm -hmm. What about Alaska? That's a really good guess. That's a really good guess. Thank you. Sorry, I'm saying that wrong. That's a really bad guess. No, <laughs> it's not in the top 10. Well, it's in the top 20. <sighs> but I figure yeah, right? like all the blizzards and snowstorms would kill people. And you know what? They do. But they've only done it 71 times since 1953. So that puts them 25th on the list. Well, you know what else that works in Alaska's favor here is they don't have a lot of people that live there relative to other states. No, it's true. Yeah. And you know what? And that's the funny thing about Alaska. For all we know, maybe they should be number one. But when I start researching, say, just like uh, winter storms. So because there is so little population there and because they're kind of spread out and the interior is so empty, they could be having, I don't even know, like alien landing parties or nuclear bombs <laughs> or anything could be going off in the interior and no one would report it. Yeah. So when they talk about how many wildfires there have been and how many severe winter storms there have been, 
they admit right away. They have no idea because nobody's really looking. Mm -hmm. It's the largest state and it's the largest state with the most kind of untouched land. So we really have no idea how miserable it is there. No idea. And I like what you said there about could be aliens having landing parties there. Yeah, everybody's got to practice. Yeah. So Brad, yes or no, have aliens been to Earth already? Mm. Your serious answer. You want my, yeah. My serious answer? Nah. Don't think so? No. No, I don't think so. They didn't build the pyramids? No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I can't follow you down that weird road. I do believe... What do I believe? I believe that the universe is too large for it to just be us. I think that's ridiculous, but I don't believe that giant gray black-eyed weirdos are walking around probing our butts weirdos. year after year after year. You well, just okay. offended some of our listeners here, some of our alien listeners. Okay, so think of it this way. Scenario. Nick, it's so great to talk to you over the computer in this fashion. I can't wait to begin recording this show with you. I think it'll be great. Or, ding dong, I've come to your house by some kind of air-based vehicle, and now I need to probe you. <laughs> I'm gonna... <laughs> gotta get those pants off. <laughs> gotta lift and move some stuff. Sure. Gotta make some readings. Well, Brad, listen, we can arrange a probing anytime. Just mm -hmm. hit up my secretary. We will work something out. I'm going to say that aliens have been to Earth at some point, but I don't, I don't know if I truly believe they were involved in like the ancient alien shit. But I'm all for it, though. If aliens want to have been here at some point and fooled around, great. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> Enjoy. They're going to be quite disappointed when they get here, especially if they visit one of these states and a disaster happens while they're there. I was about to say they'd be really disappointed if they went to state number four. State number four, which has to be, I'm going to go back to the other side of the country into hurricane season. Okay. Alabama. Mm. Alabama. That is number eight. A really, no, that is a really, really <laughs> mediocre guess. It's, <laughs> it's not in the top 10. Okay. <laughs> Somebody check on Brandon. Is he ready to come back yet? Okay, so let me ask you the question. Do you want to try keep guessing around, or do you yeah. want me to put a bullet in you and just tell you what's up with Alabama? Well, okay, so what number is Alabama, though? Do you know? It's 12. 12. It's 12. Okay, so it wasn't that far off. No, and they've had 93 disasters. It's not that far off. Colorado. Colorado is actually tied for number 10. Tied for number 10. There's two number 10. Yeah, that's actually, there's a couple of ties. Okay. There's three sets of ties in this list. No, excuse me. There are four sets of ties in this list. Gotcha. Okay. Colorado is tied for number 10. Do they get tornadoes there? They do. They don't get a ton, but they do. Okay. They're mostly in love with their wildfires and their crazy airport. You know, you, <laughs> we could talk about the airport, but you, you keep saying these states love <laughs> these things. <laughs> I don't know that that's totally accurate, but I get I'm trying what to you put mean. a smile on it. <laughs> What if everything was like wildfires? So sad. Yeah, that's true. It's like that meme of the, of the dog sitting at the table drinking a coffee while there's a fire around him. That's a weird thing that I discovered too. So they apparently invented the root beer float and they called it the black cow. They being Colorado, you mean? Yeah, they them. They invented uh, the black cow, huh? Yeah. It's more exotic. It's more I like... I kind of like it. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind it. The black cow. Okay, there's ice cream in it, so that's, that's where the cow is, the milk, right? Hmm. Interesting. An interesting thing about Colorado is, you know, they call it the Mile High State. Sure. Well, actually, they call it the Centennial State, but 75% of Colorado is above 10,000 feet. Yeah, well, that's crazy, but I believe it. It's up there. What do you think the big disasters would be, just based on that? Avalanche. Wrong. Okay. You, you misled me there. To... I set you up. Yeah. No, the, the, the funny thing is they don't even talk. They don't even talk about avalanches there. Well, you know, maybe that's because there's really no like communities like right at the base of a mountain, right? At least not in sniffing distance of an avalanche. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Okay. How about rocks falling down and shit? Like not avalanches. No. Well, all right. You know what? I'm going to save the audience. Yes and no. Okay. You're describing a kind of flood made of rock. Actually, flood. you know what? Can I tell you something off topic? No. I read a book. It was titled something like um, All the Different Ways That You're Going to Die in Yellowstone. And it was this anthology of all the different ways that people have died while visiting Yellowstone Park. Mm -hmm. And the only chapter that I could not get through was the rock fall. Just story after story of, a peop of people just like 
what's that? And then having their heads exploded. That would be a truly miserable way to die, especially if if you don't, like, I assume sometimes you don't die right away. Like, if it doesn't land on your head and you're just, like, trapped under rocks for days or whatever, you know? And you're all kind of Tetris in there and just kind of, yeah. (laughs) Tetris in there, yeah. Yeah, that is a scary way to die. Try to survive off your own tears. The number one disaster in the history of that state was a kind of an avalanche. It was a flood. Flood. They love their fires and they love their floods. They had a flood in 1976 that killed 144 people. Mm. And that was the deadliest thing to ever happen in that state. Huh. It's not that bad. 146? No. No, not really. Honestly. I mean, Texas had 12,000, right? right? From the hurricane? If you were in a store and they said, pick pick 144, 143 other people to die right now, you, you know, that'd be something. But uh, yeah, no, from the comfort of your home in whatever state you're in right now, 144 sounds pretty good. Yeah. Compared to 12,000. Apparently avalanches don't kill people there, or at least it's not reported. Not that I've come across, not yet. Maybe one day, who knows? So you, sorry, do you have anything else on Colorado? Uh, yeah, they eat testicles there? Well, uh. <laughs> like bull testicles? Oh. What are you talking about? That's a great question. Yeah, I think bull testicles. Well, that's... Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's leave Colorado then. Let's go somewhere else. Where do you want to go next? I want to go somewhere without bull testicles in people's mouths. Although maybe they do this here too. Yellowstone you mentioned. Yeah. Got me thinking about that kind of vibe. So how about Wyoming? Wyoming? is actually this is a funny thing this is a first for this episode wyoming as a guess is so poor that it is not even in my notes it is a guess so poor (laughs) it's not even in the top 25 Mm. see i think you're making this up as you go just to make me look bad okay well wyoming has the problem again of nobody living there yeah fair enough okay well then how about arizona arizona very very good do you believe that's in the top 10 no (laughs) I did before you asked, but your tone made me think no. Uh, I'm going to guess it's number 15. Uh, no. Number nine. Okay, knew it. With 98 disasters since 1953. How many of them are like heat stroke related? You know what the funny thing is? Their their nickname apparently is Arizona. Arizona. And I think it has an awful lot to do with the fact that extreme heat is definitely one of the things Mm -hmm. that kills people. I think the hottest they ever got was 128 degrees. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's kind of nuts. If you can get up that high, but then stay in that range for two to three days or more, that's when your body count just turns into a bell curve that goes up. Mm-hmm. And in, uh, I forget, in 2020, not even that long ago, they had eight days of 117 degrees oh my in a God. row. Yeah. People die from that shit. But Oh, yeah. Is that considered a disaster? Just the hot temperature? Yes, technically, yes. Okay. Um, because the heat wave itself is a natural occurrence. It's like... Um, That's true. There's so many contributing factors that can lead to an area of, you know, just any, say, a state becoming trapped in a heat wave. And it has a, a lot to do with uh, convective currents and uh, jet streams and whatnot, trapping air patterns in areas. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's perfectly natural. So what you're saying is it's not aliens controlling the atmosphere making it hotter to pick off the human race one by one. Well, I don't remember saying that out loud. Okay. (laughs) But I want you on record. You don't think that's what's going on. To my knowledge, that's not what's going on. Although, the state is so hot. So remember when I told you how crazy hot it was in 2020? Mm -hmm. They had a wildfire in 2020. And it was larger than Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Baltimore, Chicago, Miami, Minneapolis, and Manhattan combined. No. Yeah. And they get 2,000 of these things a year. I'm trying to think, is it even, I'm surprised all those can even fit in the state. I guess that's not. That's funny. I'm trying to think of what that would do to your hair. We're coming from very different places here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Your hair would be pretty oily after that. (laughs) You're not wrong. Okay. So Arizona's number nine. Number nine. Quick side note. I'd rather live somewhere that's hot all the time than somewhere that's cold all the time. What part of Canada are you? I'm in Toronto. Okay, so it's So, Ontario. Not really. Okay, so the weird thing is, the way that Canada is shaped, I'm on this, I'm basically on a parallel line with, like, Portugal. 
Oh. So we're pretty low. Yeah. So you're so kind of like the dick of Canada then. I think Windsor is Canada's dick, but we're on, we're on the shaft. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's worse places to be than on the shaft for sure. <laughs> okay. Let me give you another guess though. Uh, how about, is there anywhere from like the Northeast United States on the list? There actually is. New York? There actually, actually is. Did you just say New York? Yeah. And where do you think that might sit? Seven. Oh, I'm not just saying that. <laughs> you I got it. it. You got it. Nailed it. First I guess. I knew it. 101 recorded major disasters since 1953. A lot of that might have to do with population there being so huge. Yeah, they're fourth. They're fourth by population, but mm-hmm. they're only 27th by size. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. So what's going on there? That uh, disasters. The disasters? Yeah. So they, they love their floods. They love their blizzards. Everyone thinks New York, they just think of the city, but New York State, yeah. it's tall and it goes north. So they get blizzards, tornadoes, fires, ice storms, earthquakes, hurricanes, and heat waves. I don't think about earthquakes, but yeah, they do get hurricanes. I guess that makes sense. New York would be up there. My only personal experience of a disaster in New York, other than 9-11, are the heat waves. Because it's a concrete jungle. It gets so, so hot there. And they had a heat wave in 1972. And it killed, I want to say, 1,300 people. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's crazy. It's still pocket change, though, compared to that Texas hurricane, though. Oh, sure. But like in living memory, 1,300 people just dying because they don't have access to air conditioning is nuts. Yeah. That's just nuts. Air conditioning is one of those things that you can really take for granted until you don't have it. Right. (laughs) Hey, you wanted to live in the hot place. I think it's easier to stay warm than it is to uh, cool off. I know, but I, I can't deal with somewhere that's like cold and or snowy for like eight months out of the year. Minnesota is like that, I think. It's like, um, and I know parts of Canada for sure, it's like seven or eight months out of the year are fucking cold. And then you have like the best summer ever for sure. But yeah. I don't know if it's worth it. That's just me. Well, what I can say as a Canadian is, I mean, there's always the perception Hang that, on. oh, you're so Quick, far north. We don't really care what Canadians have to say, but. Uh, I'll let you, I'll let you go ahead anyway, since you're here. Uh, from my experience, you can take everything that you think and know about cold states and cold provinces and hot states and hot provinces and just throw it all in the trash. There are way in the hell up north, closer to the Arctic Circle, you can have 30 degrees in the summer. We hit 40 down here all the time. Wow. And I'll tell you that the only time that I was in New Mexico, it was snowing. It was freezing. Oh, really? What time yeah. of year was it? I think it was February or March. Wow. So that was, that was kind of surprising. That it's w- like, oh, I'm finally going to get go hug a cactus, but it's covered in snow. And you're not supposed to hug cactuses. So it's like, this is such yeah. a... You, were, uh, you were destined for a bad time anyway. But I think it was those aliens messing with the climate while you were there just to fuck with you for not believing in them, that they'd been here already. Well, I hope they had a good laugh at my expense. Speaking of laughing at expenses, so I'm missing... Four, six, eight, and another ten, right? Oh, that's true. Oh, okay. ties. <laughs> I can't believe you got New York. I was 100% convinced you would never, never go to the Northeast. Well, I didn't think so. And, I, you know, it took me pretty late in the episode here to get there. But, hey, I'm a top ten list expert, Brad. I could tell. You don't have to tell me. It just shows. I, I get it. What about Hawaii? No. See, Just no. I figured they'd get lots need... of tropical storms. I'm sure they do. I'm absolutely sure they do. But when it comes to chalking up those major disasters, with Hawaii, you would think of uh, mid-ocean cyclones. You would think of volcanoes. Yeah. But Hawaiian volcanoes are these shield volcanoes, and they just sort of burp out lava real slow. So <laughs> burp out. <laughs> it's, uh, there's, you know, it's, it's fun to look at, but it's not, a, you know, you can crawl away from it. You could make a pencil sketch and then amble away, you know? Yeah. You've got the time. I think I saw Brandon burp out some lava after that hot dog in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned <laughs> earthquakes made me think of another state and that's Washington state, which has had some earthquakes. Wow. Or, that's uh, sorry, I said earthquakes. I meant volcanoes. They've had some volcanoes. That's true. They do. They do. I'll, I'll even tell you how many, but first I want to know where do you think they rank? The Evergreen State. Tied for 10. Oh, no. that's embarrassing. <laughs> okay. Six. No, that's also embarrassing. Four. Yes. I knew You've it. done it. 
I knew it. Yeah, they, uh, so you're right. They sit on the ring of fire that goes around the Pacific. Mm-hmm. There's 10 volcanoes that line the state. Wow. You remember Mount St. Helens. Like, that's what I was about to say is there's one that was, you know, fairly recently. Yeah, in the 80s. And it uh, killed a lot of people who didn't believe that, uh, didn't believe the volcanoes could kill them. But there's also, um, do you know uh, Mount Rainier? Yeah. So Mount Rainier is, it's an active volcano in the same way that Mount St. Helens is an active volcano. Now, Mount St. Helens is still rumbling away, even though it really blew its top, what, like 40 years ago, I guess? Mm-hmm. Rainier is, it's due. And the difference between the two is that Mount St. Helens was kind of, you know, off in the, in pristine nature, whereas Mount Rainier is basically off of people's balconies, you know? Right. It's, it, it's, it's pretty close to Seattle. It's super close to Seattle, so it's a, it's a little worrying that it could erupt at literally any time. Is there anything humans can do to prepare for something like that, other than just to fucking evacuate? For a volcano? Yeah. Predicting volcanoes is crazy difficult, and other than, uh, literally other than evacuating, there's nothing. You can't freeze them, you can't toy with them, you can't drill into the earth and try to, you know, create vents to relieve the pressure. There's, there's literally nothing you can do. Have they you're, tried? You're a long... Sorry. Have they tried what? Have they tried Sorry. quilting a big blanket and draping it over the open part at the top? Nick, you're beautiful. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> what a thought. See, this. I don't know why these scientists don't listen to me. Like, we're yeah. here with the good ideas and they just... They we just, love you, volcano. Yeah. I think everybody wins that way. The volcano gets comfortable, got a blanket on it, and it doesn't erupt and kill thousands or millions of people. Yeah, that's, that's the thing it won't do. It won't erupt and kill thousands of people. <laughs> so then, in theory, uh, Mount Rainier could erupt today, right? Oh, absolutely. Like it wouldn't be surprising. Oh, no, it'd be surprising. You'd freak out. You'd 100% <laughs> mess your pants. You'd, yeah, you'd be done. So then that means that it's very likely in our lifetimes, Brad, that that will erupt. No, that's the thing. Yes? I don't know. Yeah. It could, it couldn't. There's absolutely no way to say. We're not experts here, but I'm just... We're good, but we're not great. Yeah. No. And that's not even their worst problem. They've had, I don't think I said, they have had 177 major disasters since they started keeping track of that kind of thing. They're number two for earthquakes. But they're number one for Bigfoot sightings. That's true. And where do you stand on Bigfoot? (sighs) Big feet? Uh, I'm still going to say no. You're just a fun hater. That's my takeaway. You can tell in my tone, it really slows down and gets kind of syrupy. <laughs> it does. I assume Washington's also pretty bad for wildfires. Hell yes. Washington, yes. Did, you, did I tell you this already? They love their wildfires. <laughs> they love them. They can't get enough of them. But wildfires are not the worst thing that's ever happened there. I'm not going to make you guess because that takes literally 12 minutes for you to try to guess God these damn. things. So I'm going to tell you, this one was an avalanche. An avalanche. Okay. So Washington has avalanches, but not Colorado. Okay. Washington has... Volcanoes, tsunamis, mudslides, avalanches, earthquakes, floods, tornadoes, drought, landslides, and wildfires. And it rains there a lot, I'm told. It's the same with all those states along the coast. You think of them as soaking, soaking wet, and yet they have huge drought problems. It's what? the strangest thing. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't, but it happens. Why is that, Dino? Really quick. I do know, actually. It, actually, no, I don't know. <laughs> okay, There's great. so many complicated causes. <laughs> Seattle's right on the coast. Yeah. And so you get lake effect, you get this kind of lake effect weather. And so they get an awful lot of rain. But once you start to move into the interior, uh, it starts to get foggy. But once you're in the interior, anything can happen. And because it's not heavily populated, there's nobody there raking. And so you get all this buildup and then you get lightning strikes that no one sees. Or again, school kids with, uh, you know, just vaping out in the woods or whatever. And there was, don't remember what year it was, but the, they had a drought in the middle of the state, and it lasted for half a year. Mm. And that was, uh, I think it covered 80-something percent of the land. Like, it's a a lot. There's a lot that you don't see once you get past those mountains. It's just like it's a whole different world. It's all big feet lighting off fires. and Yeah, it's like people think of, predominantly, when someone says Washington, the first thing people think of is Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Mm -hmm. But really, outside of Seattle, it's like a different, it's like a different state almost than Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you find that, you probably found this, you find that in most states where you go to their one mm-hmm. giant megalopolis, and then you realize it's, okay, as soon as, I, as soon as you're out past the burbs, it's, wow, look, where am I? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a lot like that here, too. When you get outside Tulsa, it becomes what people think of when they think of Oklahoma. All right. Well, then I'm missing the other number 10, 8, and 6. That's right. You're so close. Well, how about Washington's uh, little sister, Oregon? How about Washington's little sister, Oregon? Not in the top 10. I was just testing you. It is in the top 10. Oh, it is. Okay, then it's tied for 10. No. It's 8. No. God damn it, Brad. Just tell me that it's six. Yes. Ding. Ding. Yeah. Nicely done. All right. Yeah. So Oregon has the distinction of having 133 major disasters since 1953. However, let me tell you this. The natural disasters that they have Mm -hmm. have increased 280% in the last 40 years. 280% in the last 40 years. Is there a reason? Uh, Well, I don't know what they did wrong. Yeah. Pissed off their big feet and their aliens. Pissed I don't, off I don't to the know. aliens. Thank you. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> and you brought this shit on us when you made fun of the greys earlier. Remember? Yeah, I did, didn't you I? You called them weird? I did, didn't I? I really did, didn't I? You did. I just I stepped in it for everybody. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, Oregon. Yeah. They're number six in Bigfoot sightings, by the way. Number six in oh. Bigfoot sightings. Okay. And they're number one for strip clubs. <laughs> where are you finding this I shit? don't mean like, yay, they're number one for strip clubs. I just mean that they have more than any other city in the country. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> it's its own kind of disaster. I'm trying to think like, is there a Tennis Podcast episode there somewhere? St- top strip club states? Maybe. It is called the Beaver State. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I just, I just read that. What I read before said it was called the Webfoot State. I'd rather be the Beaver State. <laughs> Wait, is it really the Webfoot state? That's what something said. That's it said it's real. <laughs> no, not. We're checking this. We're going to pause and check Oregon, the Webfoot state, spoken like a true Canadian. All right. Sorry, hey. It is the Beaver state. Okay, well, it's better than the Webfoot state. The <laughs> Webfoot state is, I think you had a dream or something and thought that because I've never heard that. And it really qualifies my strip club notation. <laughs> true. We'll choose to believe that's accurate. I will tell you something interesting about the state. The name, it's French. It basically means hurricane. But they don't get hurricanes. No, but they do get windstorms. Okay, so maybe... I'm not saying the French are great at naming stuff. Yeah. So the people that... The French, uh, you know, Pepe Le Pew that went there, <laughs> he saw a windstorm and said, Oh, oui, oui. Must be a hurricane. Oh, we must name this and get out. <laughs> we love our French listeners here. Thank you for listening. Pepe Le Pew, also a uh, rapist. Okay, so anything else on Oregon? What can I tell you about Oregon? The biggest disaster they ever had was actually a flash flood. Okay, I believe that. Because it rains there a lot. It rains there a lot. They get like 400 flood insurance claims a year. They go through millions and millions and millions of dollars every year on their flood insurance, just trying to keep pace with the number of people who uh, they get so much snow in the mountain areas, and then they get the rain, which we already talked about. The rain melts the snow, adds to the mass of the snow, that trickles down into streams, turns into rivers, overflows banks, cripples levees. Like, it's, it's yeah. just a whole thing. So, it's, it's the butterfly effect. And when you say banks, you don't mean uh, those buildings with a deposit and ATM machine? No. Okay, just clarifying for our listeners. No, I don't. I, you know what? It's so serious right now. I don't even have anything funny to say about banks. That's not good. (laughs) We could move on. Banks isn't great fodder material anyway. How about these people that say Oregon, huh? The fuck are they doing? Well, I don't know. How do you pronounce it? Oregon. So the French is Oregon. Yeah. Which you could get behind. It's Oura. That's kind of fun. Yeah. I'm sticking with Oura. God. Yeah. I'm sticking with Oregon. Fair enough. How do you say it? Say it. Oregon? Yeah, that's pretty much how I say it. What was the, what was the, um, was Oregon Trail was the one where you Mm -hmm. uh, broke your leg and died of dysentery? Yes. Okay, then Oregon. That's where I learned it. Oregon. Yeah, the game you're talking about, the Oregon Trail. Yeah. 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 There's also a trail called the Oregon Trail, but we're talking about the game. I heard it's not that much fun. No, not recommended on um, Yelp, for sure. On foot or on the computer. Okay, well, then I just need to round out these final two here. I know Missouri gets a lot of tornadoes. Missouri does love its tornadoes. Let's see. So if you were trying to guess the 8th and the 10th, you are doing terrible. Missouri is 21st. 
21st. Ugh. Hey, at least it's in there. Okay, okay. You mean inside the contiguous United States? Yes, you did correctly guess a state name. Also in the top 25, wise guy. Now, why don't you give me a hint on number eight as far as the types of disasters they see? Oh, that's good. I was going to do an accent, but this is probably much better. Uh, we'll take, do, we'll take the accent too. I'll give you the hint and then I'll give you the accent. Okay. Not going to give you their nickname. That's going to give it away. They're the fifth largest state, but they're 36th in population. So if that gives you a sense of what side of the country that might be on, the cattle and the sheep outnumber people. Montana? Did you already guess Montana? No, no you did not guess Montana. <gasps> cattle no. and sheep. You're pretty close, actually. Montana's 13th. Cattle and sheep, 36th in population. Oh, and to throw you, uh-huh. the worst thing to ever happen there was a blizzard. Now, by telling you that I'm throwing you there, you should hone in on exactly the wrong part of the country. Is it the Southwest? Is. Nevada? Oh, you're so close. New Mexico? Yes. 100 disasters since, major disasters since 1953. Hmm. Yeah. So you, when you think of New Mexico, when you think of that whole area, you're thinking... Breaking Bad. Heat, drought, drugs, tornadoes, wildfires, floods, that kind of thing. Yeah. The worst thing that ever happened there was a blizzard. Blizzard. Was, a, was that the year that you were there? Hmm. That's pretty clever. No, but it was close to the way I was. It was close to the time that I was there, actually. It was in 1967. And how many people did that kill? 51. Okay. That Texas hurricane's still laughing at that. 51. Yeah, oh, kind of. find that in my couch, it says. Okay, New Mexico. Yeah, I am surprised it is in the top 10 here when other states like Alabama and Kansas aren't. Yeah, so the states that you would think a lot of these states, you said, uh, you said Louisiana earlier. Yeah, I did. 90 major disasters. Yeah, and New, uh, New Mexico had 100. Mm -hmm. So it's not that far off. But it's not what you'd think because you don't think of New Mexico as sitting right on the Gulf. No, right, exactly. And people don't think about New Mexico for tornadoes. I mean, I'm sure they get them. They don't think about New Mexico for blizzards, obviously. So it's just, yeah, I think it goes under the disaster radar in most people's minds. And that actually does happen in several states where it is the, oh, it's the hottest place in America and people are dying because it's too cold. That happens a lot where it's, it's uh, the inverse of what you would logically think, how this should go. And my, again, much as with the uh, Texas, uh, my joke about the uh, 1900 Galveston hurricane, I feel like a lot of people are like, well, what the hell's that? And then, because uh -huh. <laughs> they just don't expect it. And then they, they're not prepared for it. I mean, there's, there are states in America where they have had massive billion dollar disasters, major disasters happen. And the cause was a centimeter, you know, a quarter of an inch of snow fell on the ground and everybody's cars flipped over sideways. Right. That's kind of what I was getting at uh, early in the episode when I said Oklahoma's never prepared for snow. Like you get an embarrassingly small amount of snow and ice on the ground. In some states, it'd be nothing but in Oklahoma. It leads to car accidents. And so I'm sure it's, it's that way in other states too. Okay, so I just need the last, the, the tie for number 10. Tied with Colorado. Who is Colorado's twin? Can I give you a hint? Please. I don't know if this hint's going to help you or not. It's a little obscure, but you already said it. It came out of your mouth recently i'm trying to think like how did i say it but not guess it oh minnesota no oh minnesota i mentioned minnesota somewhere nevada yes nevada Bing. number 10 you got it the silver state see i don't need a bell sound because i'll just isolate your bell sound and use it in all episodes going forward you know what i actually want to do um is set up a youtube uh thing for my show where i show the behind the scenes dolby of how sound effects are made like when you hear people being stabbed and you hear bones breaking and all that kind of stuff. I want to get behind the scenes and show how those sounds are created. Which is really like, I log on to watch your YouTube video and it's literally just you breaking someone's leg and then capturing the audio. <laughs> yeah, and then just waving a whole thing of lettuce or a whole thing of celery like, oops. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea though, because your show, there's, I gotta think, dozens of sound effects in every episode. Yeah. So yeah, you nailed it. You've got the top 10. What's the biggest thing to happen in Nevada, though? The biggest thing in Nevada was a heat wave. Heat wave, okay. But okay, so sense. here's the thing. Tied for number 10, 
96 major disasters, the largest thing to happen to them was a heat wave, mm -hmm. but it only killed 17 people. So what it makes me think is they have low fatalities for these events, but they have a ridiculous number of events to make up for that in order to make the calculus work. Sure. Yeah, they must. Hey, it's a hot, weird place. And uh, yeah, what's the weirdest? Oh, I'll tell you the strangest thing about Nevada. And you're going to think I'm lying. They have nine volcanoes. I think you're lying. I think you're wise to say that, but I'm not. They actually have nine different volcanoes in there. They're all supposed to be extinct, mm -hmm. uh, but they have a lot of hot springs and uh, hydrothermal vents and all that kind of uh, all that kind of geothermal volcanic activity is still going on. But they just they don't you know they've got steamboat springs where you can go and have a lovely day. But they don't <laughs> right. they don't say like oh yeah by the way you know you might have been wise to not book a return ticket because you don't know if this thing's gonna explode. But I assure everyone in Nevada, you're not going to explode. It won't happen anytime soon. And one of the takeaways from this episode is that everyone's dying of a volcano very soon. Anytime. Oh, well, I can help with that too. Dear listeners, if you are looking to not die in a volcano, where you would like to relocate is Buffalo, New York. It's actually just right across the lake from what, where we are. But if you take all of the different volcanic patterns across North America... Buffalo is as far away as you can get from an active or potentially active volcano on the continent. Now, on the downside, you're living in Buffalo. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm sorry, Buffalo. I love you. I'm indifferent to you, Buffalo, but it doesn't say it's not, not on the top, not on my top 10 list for living. Uh, but I'm sure Oklahoma's not on yours either, so it, it works out. Brad, take us back through the top 10 here. All right, top 10. Tied for 10th. Colorado and Nevada. Mm -hmm. Number nine, Arizona. Number eight, New Mexico. Number seven, New York. Number six, Oregon or Oregon. Number five, Florida. Number four, Washington State. Number three, Oklahoma. Number two, California. And number one, with 360 major disasters, Texas. And it's not just 360 major disasters. It's also the most major disaster. That's true. I assume in the country, right? Uh, yeah. or at least since yeah. 1953, of the hurricane that killed 12,000 people. Yeah, so. until Yellowstone explodes, it's as bad as you're going to get. There's more explosion prophecies from, from Brad to look forward to on, <laughs> on this episode. Yeah, I'm not really into the big feet and the aliens, but I am into the explosion prophecies. Yeah. It's a niche. It's all niche. <laughs> it's all niche. Yeah, it's coming. It's just, uh, it's not if, it's when. That's a great, that's a great way to end. Time for a quick detour to look at some podcast reviews that have come in. Every week on the show, I read reviews from listeners just like you. And I'm going to start this week with Joan Diamond on Apple Podcast. Joan said, In a world where we love to know the best of the best, these hosts offer a fun take on the top list of just about everything. Their jokes will leave you laughing and lists will have you guessing along with them. It's worth having on your weekly podcast playlist. Thank you, Joan. And yes, the list will keep you guessing along with us and hopefully you do better than I did on today's episode. The next review comes from Never Not A Fan on Apple. They say, There is literally nothing I like more in this world than top 10 lists. Really? Nothing in the entire world you like more than top 10 lists? I mean, I like top 10 lists too, don't get me wrong, but in the whole world? Anything? Literally? I don't know. Anyway, they continue. And to have an entire podcast dedicated to top 10 lists that I can listen to on my way to work, nothing could be better. Again, nothing. I mean, I, I appreciate it. Believe me, but there are things better than our show. The show is great. The hosts are great. And the topics are always spot on. Definitely on my personal top 10 list. All right. Well, never not a fan. You said there is nothing, literally nothing better than listening to us. So I'm going to hold you to that and make sure you listen to us for the rest of your life. Thank you for the reviews. If you want me to read your review on a future episode, you can leave a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, on Podchaser, or on the Good Pods app, and I will read it no matter what it says. All right, let's get back to the episode. Brad, I think this list was amazing, and I think I'm looking forward to dying in fiery volcanic hell. But before we go, I want to give you a chance to there's anything else you want to say about your pod? Maybe highlight some recent episodes or episodes that you know are coming out soon. Um, just tell people about that and where to find your show. Yeah, actually, it's funny. While I was not working on this episode, I was working on the new episode, which is, let's see, 
if you like driving, but you also like being very cold, and you also like being really, really hot, and you enjoy breathing problems, you're going to enjoy our next episode. Okay. That's a uh, milkshake of <laughs> different, <laughs> different things that are not good. If anyone listening is interested, Doomsday can be found pretty much anywhere podcasts are available. The easiest way to find it is just look up History's Most Dangerous Podcast. That'll bring it up right away. Yep. It's a shortcut. Highly recommend the show. It's one of my favorites. I think you'll enjoy it. Brad, I want to thank you for coming on. We should do this again sometime. This has can been... Can we shout out some love to Brandon before we leave? I feel like I've done that. But if you'd All like right. to give some shout out, go ahead. All right. Brandon, <laughs> we're looking forward to you coming back one day. We miss you. I do miss Brandon. By the way, quick update on Brandon. He's doing well. He's going through a treatment that is very taxing on him, which is why he had to take time away from the show. But things are looking positive and he'll be back. I don't have a date, but he'll be back soon. And just a reminder, if you want to uh, give some words of encouragement to Brandon that I'll pass on to him, you can send us an email at tennispod at gmail.com. You can also DM me on Twitter or Instagram at tennispod uh, and I'll make sure he sees it. And also, while you're following us on social, you should also let me know what you thought of this episode, what you thought of Brad, if you'd like to have him back. Hoping not, because he kind of outshined me here a little bit. But, yeah, just let us know what you think. And thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, with that, we will see you next week. I'll be back episode 165 with a new sidekick host. In fact, uh, it'll be my friend Buster that was on episode 160. He will be returning next week, and he'll be bringing me a list of guests. So, looking forward to that. All right, Brad, I'll let you go, my friend. Thank you, and goodbye. <laughs>